Hello, word nerds! Welcome to the dictionary! My name is Spencer. I am so glad that you are here still yet again. What else? What else can I say? Oh man, my brain is so tapped out when you do seven of these a week. You just don't even know what to say anymore. It's the same thing every time. Hey, what is going on with you? It's your boy Spencer here, talking about the words in the dictionary. All right, let's just talk about the words. The first word is downward. D-O-W-N-W-A-R-D. Second form. I have not recorded the previous episode because I am uh, hoping to get a guest on that episode. So we'll see. We will have seen what happens happened. Okay, downward is an adjective from circa 1552. One, moving or extending downward. Going downward. Two, descending from a head, origin, or source. I think of this as being like uh, the river is coming from the source in the beautiful snow-capped mountains, beautiful, tasty, wonderful, fresh spring water flowing downward from the source to the mouth, going through all of the cities that have been built up on this wonderful river providing life and sustenance for everybody. Downwardly is an adverb, and downwardness is a noun. Okay, I'm going to attempt this sound effect... It's not quite as accurate as I would like it to be, but that's okay, because I'm only human. (laughs) The next word is downwash. Now, you can pronounce it downwash or down... What's this other one? Downwash? Wash. Downwash, downwash. I say the the downwash. Noun from 1915. An airstream directed downward, as by an airfoil. Ah, okay, so didn't we have a couple episodes ago, we had, where was it? It was something down-related, down, 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 when you had the airfoil on, and the spoiler, and it was playing around, was it down here, downforce? Downforce, three episodes ago. Yes, a downward aerodynamic force generated especially by an airfoil. And so that actual airstream that's being pushed downward is called downwash. I don't know why it's a silly word. Downwash. Okay. (laughs) Downwind. Adverb or adjective from 1826. In the direction that the wind is blowing. See, this is a very good term to learn if you ever happen to be in a very natural setting with wild animals, possibly dinosaurs. I don't know why, but whenever I hear downwind, the first thing I think of is early on in Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World, which isn't called Jurassic Park 2, it's just called The Lost World. Uh, And he's talking... To the old dude, and they're, I think, I think they were, it was in this scene in his mansion, and they mentioned downwind, or at some point they mentioned downwind, uh, because, you know, they're these carnivorous, massive, strong reptilian creatures who are gonna smell you and may want to eat you. For some reason, that, that movie is the first thing I think of when I think of downwind. 
I could be wrong. Maybe they don't even mention it there, but I think they do. She'll be fine. She spent years studying African predators, you know, sleeping downwind and all. She knows what she's doing. So, downwind, upwind. This is something that I feel like I am confused about. So, but downwind, I mean, that's the one we usually hear because you have to be aware. You don't want to be downwind uh, from, or is it the other way around? Now, wait a minute. In, for some reason, the, the whole wind direction thing is weird. Is it the way that it's going or is it the way that it's coming from? In the direction that the wind is blowing. So if the wind is blowing right to left from where you're standing, then downwind is the left side, the left side. So, oh, that's the phrase. You want to be downwind because if you were upwind, then the wind would be blowing, it would be blowing your scent towards the carnivorous animals. So, you, I guess you don't want the wind, you got to know where the animals are. That's the thing. You got to know where they are and then position yourself accordingly based on the direction of the wind. You want to be downwind, right? Yes, I'm visualizing it in my head. In the direction that the wind is blowing, it's going that way. Uh, yeah, it's going to send the animal smell to you if you are downwind of it. Okay, I think I think I I butchered that all the way to the end. <laughs> Downy. Adjective from 1578. All I can think about with this word is a very cuddly, soft, animatronic puppet bear. One. Resembling a bird's down. Ooh, this this thing. It feels like the down of a bird that used to be a part of its body, but not anymore. It feels so downy. Two, covered with down. So what would you be? I mean, you an, an animal, an animal, a bird that has down is downy because it is covered with down. If you have a sleeping bag filled with down, you would also be downy because you are covered with down. Three, made of down. So the sleeping bag that's made of down is downy. And you're downy. Everybody's downy. But let's not utilize the down, please. Four. The synonyms are soft and soothing. What are we talking about here? Is my voice downy? Is it soft and soothing? Or maybe the music, the soft, soothing jazz music is downy. I've never heard of music or voices described as downy. It's like your voice is made of the down feathers of a bird. <laughs> Do woodpeckers have down? Downy mildew is next. Two words. Noun from 1886. Is this mildew that is soft and soothing? Who is? Can mildew be soft and smoothing? Soothing? To some people, maybe. Okay, uh, number one, any of various parasitic lower fungi that produce whitish masses of sporangiophores or conidiophores on the undersurface of the leaves of the host. Huh. Okay, all right, what do we got? What do we got? So we got this fungi. It's living under leaves, I think, 
or it, it, it puts things on the underside of the leaves of the thing that it has attached itself to. Sporangia forms, conidia spores. Oh, no, I said that wrong. Sporangia spore. No, sporangia fours. I don't even know what I said. Sporangiophores and conidiophores. The family name for this lower fungi downy mildew that is parasitic, there's a bunch of them, but the family name is Peranosporaceae. Peranosporaceae. That is downy mildew, but we have a number two. A plant disease caused by a downy mildew. So if a plant has a downy mildew on it, it might get the downy mildew, or it has now downy mildew. I don't know how I feel about this name. The, where, where does downy come from in this context? I'm a little confused by that. Downy mildew, downy mildew, don't go getting the downy mildew. <laughs> downy woodpecker, noun from 1808, a small black and white woodpecker of North America that has a white back and is smaller than the hairy woodpecker. I really don't know my woodpecker species. What are they? Woodpecker, what are they? What, what's the hairy woodpecker, the downy woodpecker? How many woodpeckers are there? How many woodpeckers does it take to peck wood in a tree? Uh, what kind of woodpecker is woody woodpecker? I might have to look up, look that up. The, what is this? Oh, the species name of this small black and white woodpecker called the downy woodpecker is Pocoides, Pocoides pubescens. Pubescens. Hmm. I don't know if I said either one of those words correctly, but uh, it means something in Latin. Uh, and it's in North America, so maybe uh, if you are, chances are, more than likely, you are in North America listening to this, because I think the majority of my 40 or 50 listeners are in North America, maybe you have a downy woodpecker in your neighborhood. They're a lot smaller than I thought. I think we have some in our neighborhood. I don't know if they're downy or hairy or smelly or woody or funky, funky woodpecker, but we got something. And I, I've seen them a couple of times. They're pretty small. <laughs> Down zone. This is one word, even though I said it like two words. Transitive verb from 1954. To reduce or limit development or land. To allow only... Oh, no, I totally skipped a line. To reduce or limit development or the number of buildings per permitted on. On what? You know... The, the land, uh, as in the country, no, the county downzoned rural land to only allow one home per 10 acres. Wow, that's a, you can't have more than one home per 10 acres? That's very generous for each home. So it's being downzoned because it's less, you're allowing less uh, development, less number of buildings on a certain amount of land. <laughs> One of these, I'm going to have to speed it up because that's what they did to do the sound of Woody Woodpecker. They did the sound, the, whoever it was, he made the sound effect, and then they sped up the audio so he was quicker and higher pitched. 
dowry. This is the word that I was having trouble thinking of, I don't know, three, three, four, five episodes ago, maybe more. Dowry, D-O-W-R-Y, noun from the 14th century. Number one is archaic, and it is the number one definition for the word dower. Um, and yes, I think that was the one, uh, but, but let's see, the part of or interest in the real estate of a deceased husband given to by law to his widow during her life. That's the dower, also the dowry. Um, number two, the money, goods, or estate that a woman brings to her husband in marriage. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it not good enough? that she has accepted your hand in marriage, that you get to live your life with a good woman, you need to provide him with more? I feel like it should be the other way around, right? Is it? Oh, here, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Number three, a gift of money or property by a man to or for his bride. So yes, it can go either way. It totally depends on the context. My bad. Uh, yeah, and so this is, they're either giving the dowry to the person that they are marrying or in probably more than likely, they're giving the dowry to the family of the person that they are marrying to, you know, let's sweeten the deal a little bit with some donkeys. Four, a natural talent. Hmm, a natural talent is a dowry. This one, I have never heard of that, I don't think. I, I was hoping that there would be more information in the etymology, but there really isn't. So this whole number four definition of a natural talent is quite confusing to me. Hmm. 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 Odd. I don't know how to connect this to somebody giving something, some stuff for marriage. I don't know. We'll never know. <laughs> The next word is, is it dowsable? I don't know how to say this word, and I don't understand why they don't have a pronunciation guide here. Um, hmm. It is spelled D-O-W-S-A-B-E-L. Dowsable, 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 dow, dowsable. I don't know. This is interesting. Um, it is a noun from circa 1652. It is obsolete, and the synonym is the word sweetheart. It's just from the same word, dousable or dousable, with a capital D, which is a feminine name that I have never heard before. So maybe we need to bring this name back and also this word. So you can call uh, you can call your sweetheart a dowsable or however the hell you're supposed to pronounce that word. I'm just really not sure. It's a very old name. <laughs> Douse is next first form. This is a variation of douse spelled with a single u instead of a double u. <laughs> Second form of douse. This one looks like it's pronounced douse, though. Douse, because it is a verb. You're dowsing things. Dowsing, dowsing, dowsing. This one is a verb. Yes, I think I said that. From 1691, starting with intransitive. To use a divining rod 
or divining rod? And why is it that my brain can never friggin' remember how to pronounce that? It, and it doesn't say. That's the thing. When you go to divining rod or divining rod, there's no pronunciation for the word. And there's no other word of divining or divining to tell you how to pronounce it. This is a major lack in... I mean, I could check, you know, the, the internet for the actual pronunciation, but I, I just uh, I don't want to do that. Um, so, uh, let's see. So, we'll, we'll say divining rod, I guess, because you're, you're divining information about where liquid and water is. So, to use a divining rod is douse. And then transitive is to find by dowsing. Uh, and the, what you are finding could be water. You are dowsing with, you're dowsing a rod to, to douse the water. And the origin is unknown. We don't know why this word got invented for this process. It doesn't really make sense to my brain. We got a couple more. <laughs> Dowser. Noun from 1838. The synonym is divining rod. Also, a person who uses it is also the dowser. Not Bowser from Super Mario Brothers. Dowser. And uh, I believe by the time this episode airs, the new Super Mario Brothers movie has aired and I will hopefully have seen it. And I'm hoping, thinking possibly, that they did actually a good job with it based on the trailer that I saw. We'll see. We'll see. Um, okay, so clearly there is a connection. There's there's these multiple words used for this process of divining rod. The dowsing rod, divining rod. The dowser is also the divining rod. Dowsing is using the divining rod. And what else? <laughs> dowsing rod. Did I say that already? I don't know. Maybe I did. It's a noun from 1691. The synonym is divining rod. So, dowsing and divining, same thing. But we don't know where the word dows or dowsing came from, which is very frustrating. Okay, that was the last of the D-O-W words. Those went on for a little while, and we're going to get through a few more letters here. <laughs> the next word is doxology. D-O-X-O-L-O-G-Y. Noun from circa 1645. A usually liturgical expression of praise to God. Hmm. Well, I mean, I usually see ology at the end, and I think this is the study of a thing. But I guess that's not what this one is. What is this word? Why is this word? Where did it come from? It is from the Greek word doxa, and that means opinion or glory. And then that is also from dokin, which means to seem or seem good. And there's more at the word decent. So a, a liturgical expression of praise. So, you know, glory to the God. I'm using the words from the etymology glory. It is, it is that person's opinion that uh, they would like to praise God or that God is worthy of praise. Uh, they to seem, seem good. Oh, God seems good. So that's why they are praising God. Doxology, still don't know why we're putting the, uh, the ology 
or I guess it's the L-O-G-Y prefix, which may be different from ology. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. This is, I, I don't, I don't fully understand this. I, I'm not a church goer, so I haven't really heard this used at all. Hmm. Okay. We have some more D-O-X words. <laughs> Doxorubicin. Doxo, Doxorubicin. D-O-X-O. R-U-B-I-C-I-N. Noun from 1971, an antibiotic with broad anti-neoplastic activity that is obtained from a bacterium and is administered in the form of its hydrochloride. C27H29NO11. I think there's a dot there. And then HCL. And the species name for the bacterium is Streptomyces pusitius, pusitius, pusetius, pusetius. One of those is probably fine. Um, yeah, I don't really understand this. Antibiotic with broad antibiotic activity that's obtained from a bacterium. So they get it from a bacterium and it's administered in the form of its hydrochloride. Yeah, I don't understand any of it. Uh, let's see, the etymology, they took the D and the, what is, I'm trying to read, the, the D and the O and the X from deoxy, so they got rid of the E and the Y, that's the D-O-X, and then the rest of it is orubicin, uh, as in the word, donorubicin, no clue what that is. Okay, <laughs> That one was weak, 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 weak. Let's do it again. <laughs> that one was slow and also a little weak. The next word is doxie, D-O-X-Y, or D-O-X-I-E. Noun from 1515. Hmm. Number one, the synonyms are floozy and prostitute. A doxie. And number two is the 4A definition for the word mistress. All right, where did this word come from? Let's see. It is perhaps modified from the obsolete Dutch word dock, D-O-C-K-E, which means doll. And that's really it. That's, uh, that's about it, people. So doll became doxy, and uh, that's, or doll is dock, which became doxy, which became floozy, prostitute, and mistress. Not a word that I have ever heard before. If you like to self, uh, self-describe self yourself, is that? No, self. You can call yourself a doxy if you like. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Doxycycline. Doxycycline. D-O-X-Y-C-Y-C-L-I-N-E. Noun from 1966. A broad-spectrum tetracycline antibiotic, C-22-H24-N2-O8, with potent antibacterial activity that is often taken by travelers to prevent diarrhea. Doxycycline. Doxycycline. Uh, yeah, Ooh, okay, well, where would you take this? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the first couple of countries I can think of for um, um, most people that 
would travel to that could possibly get diarrhea, maybe from the food or the water, would be Mexico, um, maybe other South American, Central American places, and also India. I think those are kind of the two big, uh, the two big culprits when people have some stomach issues. Um, they might they might uh, have traveled there. That's not really what I meant to say. They might get stomach issues if they travel to those places. I don't know. I don't know how things have changed. Um, I'm sh- I would like to think that things have maybe gotten better, especially from the, the water standpoint in Mexico. Um, so maybe you don't need to take this doxycycline so much. Um, but also, you know, if it hasn't really changed much, then uh, d- make sure you drink bottled water. That's the that's the number one thing. <laughs> I'm getting very tired. Doyen is next. Doyen or Dwayan? Dwayan. Dwayan. Is that how we're saying this? Dwayan. I think that's it. So Dwayan or Doyen. It is spelled. Oh, this is the first D O Y word. D O Y E N. Noun from 1670, 1A, the senior member of a body or group. Hmm, that's the doyen or the doyan, that just any senior member of a body or group. If you got a group of people, a board of directors, a president, a prime minister, a just the leader, a treasurer maybe, they would be a senior member. The vice president, I don't know, any one of those is probably fine. They are a doyen. 1B, a person considered to be knowledgeable or uniquely skilled as a result of long experience in some field of endeavor. Well, I don't always feel the most uh, knowledgeable or skilled, but um, I guess I would be considered a doyen in my in the video department where I work at because I have been here for 16 years and uh, I, I guess I have knowledge of the business more than other people uh, and I'm old but I also feel like those young kids know more than me so I don't always feel like a doyen but in some way I guess I am. Two, the oldest example of a category the oldest example of a category. So what what would that be exactly? I'm not sure. That's kind of a vague definition. This word is from the old French, dain. Yeah, I don't know how to say that. D-E-I-E-N. From the lower Latin, decanus, which means dean, D-E-A-N. And there's more at the word dean. So like the dean of a college, they are the leader, the senior member, they know what's going on. I guess they would be a doyen. So yeah, I see some similarities between the word, the words dean and doyen or doyan. Next word. <laughs> okay, similar word. Doyen. You emphasize the second syllable here. Doyen or doyen. Noun from circa 1897. 1897, and the spelling is a little different. We've added an N-E to the end of doyen, uh, so it's D-O-Y-E-N-N-E. This is a woman who is a doyen, is a doyen. Not confusing at all. (laughs) 
Next word is doily, D-O-Y-L-E-Y, chiefly British variation of doily, spelled D-O-I-L-Y. Those little fancy mat things that I think are crocheted, that are not practical in any way. Okay, we have one more word for this episode. (laughs) Woody Woodpecker went off the rails. The last word is the first of the D-O-Z words, and this one's just does. D-O-Z, three letters. It's an abbreviation for dozen. Oh boy, we're so close. We're so close to finishing the D-O's. And then we move on to other letters. All right, it is now time to pick a word of the episode. So what did we have today? I don't remember anything. We had downward, downwash, downwind, downy, downy mildew, downy woodpecker, downzone, dowry, dousabel, dousabel, douse, no, douse, douse, dowser, dowsing rod, doxology, doxorubicin, doxy, doxycycline, doyen, doyen, doily, and does. I believe, I think I'm going to pick downwind as the word of the episode because it is very, 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 why do I sound so funny when I say that? It's very important to keep in mind of the wind. Oh, why do I mix up my words? It's very important to keep the wind in mind when you are out maybe camping or something and there is possibly a carnivorous animal out there who might mess you up. A lion, a tiger, a bear, oh my. Yes, those are examples. Probably not a dinosaur. So, you you gotta know. That's the thing. How do you know where they are? How do you know where they are? Um, you, you, I don't know. You gotta be an experienced person. Don't go out there willy-nilly. You gotta be careful. You gotta be careful about the wind. Where is the animal? Where is the wind going? Make sure the wind is blowing from them to you. Rule number one, when you're going camp... No, <laughs> we can start over. Rule number one, when you're dealing with wild animals, is to be downwind. The wind should be blowing from them to you, so you are downwind. All right, that was fine. I'm trying to put a little bit more effort into these. Hopefully they're s- slightly different from the previous one every time. Oh, you know, you know, that's the end of the words. We talked about all the words and we made everybody very happy. That's the that's the way you do it. That's what we're here for. Uh, I will talk about another movie that I watched. Uh, Postcards from the Edge. This is from, I think, 1990. And uh, yeah, never saw it because I was only 10 years old. I don't think it would have been very appropriate for me to watch when I was 10. Um, it's about an actress who is having some problems, some some drug problems, and then she has to go stay with her mom, who is also a performer, actor, singer, and, uh, you know, all the fun stuff that goes with that. But it's really good. It's really good. And we learned after we saw this uh, that it's actually based on a book. Well, wait. It's based on a book written by Carrie Fisher, who is Princess Leia, and she also wrote the screenplay for this, And so this is very, very, very much related to her own personal stories with all of this stuff. So, yeah, totally worth a watch. Uh, Meryl Streep, 
Oh, the cast is great. Meryl Streep, Shirley MacLaine, um, one of the bridges. No, wait, I can't remember. Who's that guy? Oh, I'm blanking on his name. Anyway, great cast, great movie. Watch it. All right, that is going to be the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Please go ahead and share this show with everybody you know. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye. Ha, 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 ha.